on the last episode of Dice Funk. So the two places that Modrin are found are where again? In the Temple of Primus and with the Blackhearts. He offers his own hand towards <laughs> Joan for a handshake while holding the robot hand in his other hand. I killed a metal man? In, in, in that case, then it might actually be considered murder then. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Glittergold sells tickets, and when there is no more money to have, they will take last ships and then they will leave. I'm very dangerous. I stabbed a knoll with my head. I keep my ship. I do not work with horse. No, 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 no. We healed her. We tried to heal her. We're friends. Knoll and Goblin are infamous. Every, everybody know. And the Goblin is called the Fox. But I need to know I can trust you before I bring you in on this. I am a unicorn. You can obviously trust me. It will require getting your hands dirty. Are we stealing a ship? From 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 whom? From Glittergold. Stealing's wrong. But charging exorbitant prices and making the poor people stay where they're probably going to die is pretty bad too. We're not going to be better people just sitting around and drowning, so... To save other people who would not be able to get off the island, wouldn't that be doing good? Can we pick up other people? Whoever goes on the ship has to be someone we trust in either case. And I'm going to paint a little picture of what the plan is. He croaks and uh, like does a little frog fist bump. Tell me about this water. No, the ship is beneath us. Is the ship in the cliff? Yes. Glittergold store ship underground. This cliff wall is an illusion. You swim in, there are ships to be taken. Let's steal a ship! This episode of Dice Funk is brought to you by my headache. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Hey, what? You might want to get over that quick. It's about to get rowdy in here. <laughs> it seems like the the pattern for this season is like talky episode, action episode, talky episode, action episode. So I think we're in for some stuff this time. Oh, shit. I don't trust you. Let's confirm something. At the end, you guys all jumped off the bluff. Elias took some damage. He banged himself up. Mm-hmm with his angle of entry we did not specify uh when and how the bully walk went over we were holding hands okay that's what i was gonna ask so you, you took him with you Mm-hmm. well because i'm the only one who can communicate with him yeah and you drew a picture for him so like i would there's a way i could play this that would be rude and like difficult and make you roll for stuff but like you explained it to him you took the effort so i'm gonna say like he can roll with whatever you guys want to do as long as it's of relative simplicity like jumping jumping like sneaking like i don't know like i don't know what you guys are going to do but i just want to say like there's a world where this is difficulter that's not the word there's a world where this is more difficult because you brought someone you can't communicate with but she made a genuine effort to try to explain things so it's like we'll see how it goes but assume he's like on board with stuff right okay yeah because we're best friends <laughs> apparently so yes <laughs> so violet the unicorn yeah. drop the human Lavinia, the Dryad, and Elias, the Eladrin, are waiting in the ocean water in front of a wall 
basically the cliffside for Meadowlark Island. Something that appears to be a wall. Something that appears to be a wall, but the shadows in the moonlight don't appear to belong to anything. There's shadows being cast upon it with no source. Very strange. Yes. Uh, I believe I mentioned Elias kind of reaching out his hand towards the wall to confirm what he you know, knows to be true in terms of its uh, nature as an illusion. Yep. Uh, Elias reaches out his hand and his hand goes right through it as if there is nothing there. Uh, almost like he's as if he's hypnotized, he just sort of like pushes his whole body through to see what's on the other side. Elias disappears from view. Okay, uh, Violet uh, too goes through uh, the arch in the holodeck. Uh, so <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> All right, so Elias and Violet have now gone through <laughs> the I, illusion. I'm gonna follow, but sneaky like. Okay, I mean. When stealth situations happen, we'll we'll roll for stealth. Right? I'm like, this isn't a trap. You guys all yeah. swim through the illusion. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to? Yeah, know? <laughs> I know. Like, that's a fair that's a fair uh, concern. But no, you guys all swim through it. I just want to make it absolutely certain that I side stroke through it. Mm. All right, I'll write that down in my notes. Thanks. I'm writing that <laughs> down in my notes as well. All right, you guys find yourself in. A tunnel, or almost like a cave. It's uh, lit very dimly by moonlight. I think all of you, except for Drop, have night vision, so that wouldn't be a problem regardless. Um, it may be a, become a problem later, but you're in a tunnel slash cave, kind of uh, obviously filled with water, and you're swimming in it up ahead. It looks like it goes pretty deep in there. You don't see anything of significance right now. Was there any sort of foothold or like area of land that you know, we can get up onto, or at least... Where the water is shallow enough where we can walk yet, or is it still just deep water all around us? Yeah, it looks like pretty deep water all around. Remember, this is just like a tunnel that's sure. in from the ocean. Like, the sides of the walls, it's kind of a, a circular. Like, this, imagine this whole right. thing is like a cylinder. Ahead right, of it, right, right, right. So the walls are kind of smooth. You're not sure if it was made by machine or magic, but it definitely does not appear to be natural. This is right. not a, no a normal cave that just happened to be here. There's no spot that is wide enough and shallow enough to walk on, I see. So... Yeah. I guess Elias just sort of inadvertently takes the lead as he sort of looks around cautiously and snaps back to reality for a brief moment to realize, wait a minute, I just signed up to go into a base of some sort and steal a ship. Uh, maybe I need to be taking this a little bit more seriously now. And uh, he just sort of keeps his ears open to knows if he hears any sounds as he tries to advance forward uh, uh, carefully. Okay, you hear Drop say, I can't see very well. Oh, um, Vi Violet says, hang on to my tail. <laughs> is that, I, I repeat, is this, is this party going to get horny? Is that what's happening? There is literally, there is literally nothing about that. Although there already is, uh, Violet Drop, uh, fanfiction. I noticed that, yes. Um, speaking about things that are fanfiction, can I roll a perception to see if I noticed anything in particular... Sound-wise, in this tunnel. Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> Nothing in particular, I guess. I'm I'm gonna roll for perception too. Yeah, ditto. I'm gonna roll to see if I smell anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna be this kind of quest, huh? I rolled. Oh no, a one. Oh my goodness. Sketch rolled a. Sketch rolled a five. <laughs> I rolled a five. Lord rolled a one. Leon rolled a three and Johnny rolled a ten. You guys notice that the water is wet? Okay. It's really wet. Like, whoa. Whoa, so wet. How'd it whoa. get so wet? 
where it got me like, whoa. Um, and the leash just keeps moving forward. <laughs> All right, as you guys make your way down this tunnel, it goes farther than you were expecting. Like, you didn't know how much you were going to have to swim, but it wasn't this much. And um, you guess from the basic direction of it, you think that you're approaching under Glitter Gold Tower. Like, you guys, this is basically like a secret underground entrance almost but you're in like a canal and as you get into where it would be too dark for a drop to see anything at all there starts to be torches on the wall and he can once again see without issue okay uh vinny's gonna go guys 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 Hmm. yes okay maybe we should stop for a second and think about this well um i'm not good at that not that not that <laughs> we shouldn't do it just like game plan given that we don't know Who's in here, what they have, how many ships there are, what their resources are, uh, what weapons they have, what weapons they don't have. It's pretty hard to make a strategy lacking <laughs> all of those things. So what you're telling me is we should take them by surprise. No. We'll be t I think we'll, be, we'll have the advantage of surprise irrespective of whether we're trying to or not. Good plan. Nobody expects a unicorn. That's true. Oh my god. I love this dumb horny party. We should send a scout. The sneakiest one of us should go and investigate and come back and tell everyone else. Because Violet is big and violent. I love you, Violet, but you're big and violent. I sure am. And and you <laughs> might get noticed if we don't know what's ahead. That would probably be myself and uh he looks over the drop. Drop how how good are you are you at being not noticed? I want to say five, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what that means either, but if you wish to follow, uh, you're more than welcome to come along. Okay. Violet, Mr. Ribbits, and I will stay behind. Miss, Mr. Ribbits, right. Um, uh, Elias just sort of uh, rubbed his face a little bit like this. Hey, what would Job do? What would Job do? He sort of mutters to himself, what would Job do a few times, and then sort of snaps himself out. Looks to drop and says, All right, then, uh, let's proceed inward and hopefully we don't get too surprised. I think if we surprise them, it would be better. Austin. Yes, Leon? Would you say this cave is dank? <laughs> Hoisted by my own dank tard. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Will you out loud say this cave is dank? <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. One of you roll to see how dank this cave is. No, this is... <laughs> I can roll nature. Is that a d8? Listen, I'm going to need Elias and Drop if they're going ahead to roll stealth. You got it. Respectable 16 for me. Ooh. And a 23 for me. Nice. And even better. You guys are so sneaky that you escape your own shadows and <laughs> you swim ahead. You guys are like the ninjas of the sea. Uh, mer ninjas. Mer ninjas. <laughs> I, I like the sound of that. So, like, penguins? Oh my god, yes. Penguins are pretty clumsy, guys. No, not in water. On land? Oh He's god. got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, just wanted... Leon, this cave is really dank. Do you feel better now? Thank you, god. I know. Alright, so you guys swim ahead to get a lay of the land, and you basically come to what appears to be the end of this canal that you're in. I'm going to reveal it on the map in Roll20, so you guys can see it if you want, but I'll describe it for listeners. You are in... Uh, basically a, a cul-de-sac. Mm. He's gonna get out my clip art. Ahead of you, there are two ships uh, docked at the end of this canal. 
Each one has two gnomes in gold armor with spears, apparently guarding the outside. Remember, it's like three in the morning now. They don't look particularly attentive. They're like, I don't know, reading, doing sit-ups, mm-hmm. picking their nose. They're not doing anything particularly interesting. But you guys swim up and you see two ships. One is kind of a, a slim, slight ship. It looks pretty fast. It doesn't seem to be particularly well armored or armed. You don't. You see a couple of those harpoon guns on the deck. Uh, this ship is called the Lazaretto. The other ship is a much bigger, heavily armed, heavily armored uh, ship, although it looks hella slow. This is like uh, a fortress that happens to be in the water. This ship is called the Blunderbuss, which is the, <laughs> the in-fiction name for the harpoon cannons, I've decided. So many eye-rollings. Shut up, Johnny. Don't blow my spot up in front of everybody. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that these ships are kind of like different extremes around the ship that we were on, which was probably faster than the blunderbuss, but not as fast as the Lazaretto by, you know, eyeballing what these ships look like. Yeah, that seems fair. You do notice that they are both uh, wooden ships. They're not like the converted ship you guys were on before. Uh, The sails do seem to be made of the same material, but you don't Mm -hmm. see any of the metal on the outside, and they're facing towards you, the bows are, so you can't see if they have engines on the back. And that's what you see. You do notice that the... Uh, walkways where the gnomes are standing are are going to be too high for Violet to climb onto. And there are, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a dock before. They are not made for horses to get out of the water and onto. Right, right. You could conceivably reach up, grab the edge, and haul yourself onto land. You, my friend, have been hanging around all the wrong docks. <laughs> I know that those famous horse docks of Spain or something. Maybe maybe there is an example where horses can get onto. But I worked at a dock for several years. Horses are not they're not they're not handy capable. <laughs> so that is what is ahead of you. Two ships, each of them guarded by two gnomes. They're on opposite sides of the ships, so they could conceivably hear each other, but they cannot see each other. These two groups. Elisa leans in towards a drop and whispers. I have a feeling that the speedier these two ships would be the one on the left. I I personally have a preference for speed over, well, brute force myself. I hope it's got an engine in it. You do notice I, I said that the sails are made of the same material from the huh. Glitter Gold 9. They are not um, up. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys how much information you know about ships, but like you have to raise the sails to, to set off. They are down currently. It does not look like it's ready to go. Which makes sense because it is docked. I'm sorry, Austin. You just confused me a little bit there. So, mm-hmm. how how big are these ships? Because on like tall ships, when you when you raise the sail, that's when it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are not raised. Are you okay, Johnny? No, my brain just exploded. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> they are big <laughs> ships, the similar to the one you guys were on before, but they're not converted, and they're the you need, the sails need to be made ready. Is what I'm saying. I think he's saying that the sails are in such a way to indicate that these are not intended to move anytime soon. Yep, 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 yep. All right. That's all. We're going to have to beat up these gnomes. Uh... Uh, there's always another option. You were you were saying other person who's the only other person here. Just saying. <laughs> out, of, out, of char- out of character. Yeah, here. same. We might, we, we might have to, you know, get down. Elia sort of mentions to drop. Well, we can try to pursue a little bit closer, see if we can do something on our own, but I don't like our odds here. Let's let's at least uh, relay this information back to the others. I never really like our odds, <laughs> but they might be better with your plan. I concur. 
Elias turns to uh, nods to Rob and says, "Well, uh, let's make our way back then." And he turns to try to quietly swim back towards the rest of the group. Yes. With your guys' stealth checks, you can come and go as you please. Right. We are moving in concert here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a like a well-oiled machine that only has two parts. <laughs> okay. Yep. You guys are slippery, wet, and well-oiled. That's me. Uh, Elise will relay the information that they saw to the others when they return. Adley added a note. I believe of the two ships that are available to us, we should take the faster of the two, at least the faster looking of the two. Do they fly? Well, we will know that uh, after it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Violet says, okay. I love how Skitcher, like, lulls you into this, like, <laughs> like I'm just going to have a normal conversation, and then he just fucking joke punches you. All right. Um... I'm not an expert on these types of ships. You would be better suited than I, and yeah. even then, these are unusual ships of gnomish design. That's true. Well, let's go over there, I guess. Wait, I, um, did you guys yeah. see, you said there were gnomes, did you see a gnome that looked like it was more in charge than the other gnomes? Mm, I didn't notice anything in particular about them other than they were all roughly the same. They all look kind of the same to me, I have to be honest. Racist. Oh my god. First of all, that's racist. Second of all, they look like four night guards, like they're not the cream of the crop. Also, remember, this is not the direction they expect anybody to be approaching from. Yeah. And judging from how far you swam, you guys think you're under Glitter Gold Tower. So you assume that the heaviest security probably is outside the building, uh, maybe in you know other parts of that building, maybe at whatever junction gets you down here. You guys came in the back entrance. So So I'm I'm going to say they look like they were all dressed as backup for a very particularly garish bardic act. Oh, those guys. Okay. Violet says, is there a way for me to get on the ship? I suppose we'll find out when all the right. time is wrong. All right. I guess is the right way to say it. <laughs> well, we could all just stand around here and, you know, do nothing or we could go over there. So I, I, I vote we go over there. <laughs> I love this. You guys are good at this. (laughs) All right, so I guess Violet and I have to roll for stealth. Yeah, I guess we do. I mean, they stealth ahead, and they saw that there was nothing immediately going to detect you guys, so I'm not going to make you, like, there's no reason for you to splash around wildly, right? You can get close. (laughs) Well. I was going to say, it sounds sounds like something Violet would do. Yeah. All right, I I just won't then. All right, let's go. Okay. All right, so tell me what you guys want to do. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly, I mean, I'm looking at your, your map thing, but I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what's in front of me. Like, where are, are the gnome, gnomes on, like, big platforms, or, like... The gnomes are on shore, on walkways, like, on land, yeah. standing next to the part where you would get on a ship. So that, that column down the center, Leon, would be the water, and then I... <laughs> the ships are on either side, and then next to each ship... Are, are two separate walkways. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is there's no way to just get jump onto the ship without the gnome seeing it, like, from the canal. So we have to go on the land in order to get on the ship, is what I'm trying to say. The ships are pretty high, but, I mean, conceivably, you could try to Spider-Man up. I'm going to tell you right now, the math is not in your favor on no, that. especially yeah. not for Violet. I, I, I understand yeah. that. That's what I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to get the, the height and width of all this. You're at a distinct disadvantage in every way, Leon. No, uh, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Joan did offer to let you stay behind with her for a reason, but I do I do 
commend you guys not breaking up the party. I'll no, say that. that never mm-hmm. Scooby do it. Um. So what I'm what I'm trying yeah, to say except is last season. Yeah, which was always always ended badly. So that's why we're not going to do that anymore. So on the um from what I'm trying to say from water to land, how high is it? High enough for a humanoid to reach up and just grasp the edge and pull themselves uh, onto land. Okay. So I guess that means um, Violet is going to have to like um, do like a Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 pull up in order to uh, to get up there and roll for strength. Violet is not getting onto land from water. Okay. Like, I don't mean to be a dick. It's just not human. It's not horsily possible. Okay. Well, then the plan, then then Violet looks at, looks at what's going on and says, okay, then the plan has to be you guys have to get onto the ship and then throw and then get me on there somehow because I can't from this vantage. Right, we'll have to use some sort of net system or something that is <laughs> yeah. hopefully on board. Yeah, there, there's so. obviously a big pulley system for horses. Um, can we? I don't know if this would work for airships, but if they were previously old ships, can we see if there's any like lifeboats on them? They're currently old ships. They have not been converted, as I've said. Well, before. yeah, but <laughs> from the vantage point of the water, you cannot see okay. lifeboats on it. Remember, because you're looking at it from below, and it's kind of high, so you can't get a good view True. of the deck. and I'm small. Then Violet, Violet says, then you guys are going to have to go get on the ship, but remember, I'm the one who can pilot it, so don't leave me hanging here. And then Violet <laughs> basically does nothing else, because she literally cannot do anything else at this time. So this is on you guys. Uh, now, uh, vehicle... I'm surprised at how much difficulty you guys are having with this. <laughs> no, we're just thinking about it. Well, at least it's just like... In either case, um, there's two ways I see about going this. Deception or distraction. Which do you prefer? Distraction. Distraction would be having Violet swim out in the middle of this whole thing and drawing the attention of the gnomes. Okay, I, that, that, that way I can be helpful. Okay. Violet says, I'm okay with that plan so long as everyone else is. But how fast are you in the water, Violet? I'm horse fast. That's how fast I, th- I am. I think our last swimming escapade proved that violet could swim like a fast. motherfucker okay. yeah, yeah like we, we established like we googled it horses are like notoriously great swimmers somehow okay. even though you wouldn't think they would be um and my speed is like 50 or something so i'm i'm I, I'm, I'm willing to like like do this so at least then says all right then the rest of us should proceed down the middle i, I wish i could point on the map here it's like down the middle between the two ships since we won't be spied there. Move to the left and climb up while the gnomes are being distracted by Violet over here. And that should give us an advantage to get a drop on them and possibly subdue them without any need for violence. Yeah, I can get on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm distracting them and you guys jump them from behind. Is that the idea? Yes. Yes. Okay, done. All right, just tell me when. Just okay. get over there and then say now. And then but I'll before, before we split up... Vinny's gonna grab Violet's snout, oh. stare deep into her eyes, and say, "I love you. <laughs> I love you too." <laughs> the frog looks over and he looks mildly jealous. Aww. Yeah, deal with I it. pat him too. Oh, god damn it! I want, <laughs> I want all the hugs. All right, um, all right, just say now, and then Violet will do it. Like at this point, we've figured this out. So, like, Elise would be basically pursuing down this way. To get over to effectively here is where he's aiming for, so we can get up on top on that position there. Yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to acknowledge the, the <laughs> visual elements. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'm just describing for the party. Uh, yeah. 
What's happening? You guys are sneaking around the back of the ship through the middle. Violet's going to stay in front near the bows and make noise to attract the gnomes. We're going for the fast ship, right? We're going for the fast ship, which is the one on the left. Okay, yes. good. So you guys are sneaking onto the Lazaretto. Uh, Violet, can I get a performance check from you? Fuck yeah. My performance is not great. Uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's minus two. <laughs> which would be a good advantage for this somehow, but I don't know if I can. Leon hasn't rolled yet. I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration. But wouldn't that make sound? Wouldn't that be... Oh, that's true. I can't do that. That'd be music. Um, Would would it be the fact that Violet is following a plan I concocted (laughs) grant advantage on the performance? No, it's basically down to her ability as an actor. Can you just roll for me? I'm good. I I was just letting them talk. All right, here we go. Three. Oh, Jesus. Oops, that's not great. All right, so the party swims up between the ships, and then Violet, describe to me how exactly you are trying to pull this off. She's splashing around and says, I am a unicorn. <laughs> it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. It's kind of hard to mess that one up. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is a very three performance. Right. <laughs> if, I, if, if, I credit it, if I credit it, I would say Violet moonwalks on water, and then it would just have to happen. But that's not what happens, so she splashes around and, and declares she's a unicorn, and everyone is interested in that, and we will see what happens. Alright, so you guys see the... the Okay, Violet, from your vantage point, you can see four gnomes like come around to the front of the ships and see your splashing. Uh, while When they leave their post, the rest of the party makes their way around the back, or the stern of the ship, and you see that it does not have an engine. Neither ship have engines on the back. There's just normal ships back there. Mm. Um, but the when the gnomes see you, they have looks on their face that just say like, "What is this garbage? <laughs> like, what is, what is this absolute bullshit?" And they look at each other like to you know confirm what's going on. And two of them run off back deeper into where you cannot see them. You don't know where they went. I think it's probably time to move everybody. Which two? The ones on the left that they're going to jump, or the ones that are the other ones? One from each oh, crew I, of I two. Okay, understood. Runs off, and the other two stand by the edge, basically just looking down at you with their spears held, like, at the ready. They, they don't know what you are, but, like, they're not, like, concerned for you. They're like, okay, well, let's see how this develops. I'm I'm going to attempt to scale onto the ship at this point in time, because I think, I think the jig is up. Yeah, I'm not making you roll for that. Like, you guys are all fit and capable. You all pull yourself onto land, and you guys jump onto the, the Lazaretto, and you are now on board that ship. Are there is there anybody on the ship with us, or is the, the other gnome still standing on the, the dock area? Why don't you guys make stealth rolls for me, to see if mm. you get onto it without attracting the one gnome who's still standing by the Lazaretto? 19. 19. Drop 23. Perfect. 23. <laughs> Let's see how bad I fuck this Yeah, up. Lavinia, it's all down to you. Uh, it's all on you. 14. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. You guys all make your way onto the ship, a uh, hunched over, like, slow walk. But you guys make it on, and you're now on the ship. You don't see anybody else on there. It seems like at 3 in the morning, there was just two guards guarding the back entrance for each ship. Okay, how about dumping the gangplank, everybody? <laughs> that's the board to get onto the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that, yes. If that's what you're doing, just say it. But wait, where are the gnomes that were left behind? Are they still next to the ship, or are they over by Violet? They're, they're, they're over... Yeah, they're over in front of the ships, looking down at Violet because Violet is distracting them. Yep. Yeah. There's one gnome on each side of the bank looking over at Violet. Okay, the other two took off. Okay. All right. So, I got it. I will dump the gangplank. You guys get Violet onto the ship. 
get because we're gonna need her to Wait, sail. Wait, hold on. Perception. Can I roll perception to see if there's like a net or some shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so bad at perception. I got a six, so. Uh, you see what looks like a discarded food wrapper. There's gotta be there's gotta be ropes. Can we fashion a harness? Who knows how to tie a rope? There's hella ropes. It's a it's a ship. There's more um... ropes than you know what to do with. What would I roll to see if I could fashion a horse harness? Sleight of hand. Austin, yeah. presumably there are pulleys attached to like the masts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to operate that, I'm going to need, uh, I guess, vehicle proficiency, which I believe only Lavinia has. Yeah, okay. So that's proficiency plus two, so d20 plus two, to operate some of that equipment. Oh, God, I got 11. Yeah, Lavinia knows how it works. But it takes her a little bit to get it into gear. Like, it's like, oh, hold on. Oh, shit. I fucked it. Oh, I got it. I got it. So she gets it. It just takes a little bit. And I do want to double confirm drop. You kicked the the planks into the water, right? So that no one else can get on. I don't know if I want to kick it into the water or pull it on board. Would I be able to yeah. pull it on board? Sure. There are still ropes holding you to the shore, though. Yeah, I recognize that. But it just means it's going to be more difficult for them to walk on. And, Agreed. Uh, once pulled on board, I think I'm going to go and uh, employ my sword in judicious administration of monk justice to them. <laughs> those those ropes. All right. So drop is slashing ropes. Lavinia is getting a, I guess, like a winch system ready to try to pick Violet up out of the water. Yep. Elias will be uh, investigating the controls of the ship to get an understanding of how to operate it well enough to get things going well without having Violet around. Can I investigation? There we go. Uh, twenty. Uh, not, not crit, but just twenty. Yep. Uh, yeah. Based on you saw Violet operate the glitter gold nine, so you feel like you have just like a basic rudimentary understanding of how ships work. Like you push wheel that way, it goes that yep. way, and so forth. <laughs> so you feel like once the sails are ready and you're no longer attached to the dock, you can get it out from right. mo- its mooring. You don't know much more than that, but you can definitely make it go when it's time to go. Am I still right. fucking with the ropes? You got it set up. You can, you're gonna have to need to get alongside Violet before you can attempt to winch her up. But you're that's ready to go. Okay. As soon as Elias confirms the controls, he's going to assist either Lavinia or Drop, whoever wants him his help more at the moment. Okay. Well, I made like a little like like a harnessy type thing, right? Yeah, you tied some rope so that you think you can scoop Violet out of the water. Okay. So, but so I don't have to get down there. Couldn't I just have her maneuver and get her belly over it and let me pull her up? You know, like when they carry cows from helicopters. Have you seen that? Well, yeah, yeah. But the point is that we need to move the ship first. Yeah. Because it's currently still tethered to the dock. Oh. Correct. I'm trying to take care of that. So I think Elise will actually assist Drop in cutting the ropes. Okay. Well, since I'm done with my pulley system, can I roll another vehicle proficiency to do the sails? Yep. Teamwork. Teamwork. And I will done 11. Eleven's okay. It's going to take you some time. And I'm going to say about halfway through, you start to hear clanking of metal and feet. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, you're you're doing your best on these sails, but there's a lot of them. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a full-size ship. It usually takes a crew of, like, eight people or so to make this thing work. And you're one person. A very small person. Are the gnomes still looking at me? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if there's a stealthy way to, to do sail work. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Wait, wait, I can, can I try to distract them again? I mean, it's been a while, so... That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, if you want to do another performance check to keep their attention on you. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm still a unicorn. (laughs) I mean, seriously, you guys, I'm a unicorn. I'm like, I'm like really a unicorn. You don't know. Six. (laughs) 
God, that's totally what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, in, in that case, um, Violet very badly uh, sings We Built This City by Starship, and hopefully that will be enough. One of, one of the gnomes turns to the other one and goes, I don't know if this is a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, with a roll of a six, uh, the one near the Lazaretto does hear the sails and turns and sees. But you guys also have other problems because, like, a platoon of armored gnomes are coming down the stairs. Uh, or you assume because you guys are under Glitter Gold Tower, but they are making their way towards the boat. The other gnomes who left were getting reinforcements. So mm-hmm. it looks like there's like 12 more gnomes with armor and spears coming towards you. How are we looking on this not being attached to the dock situation? I'm going to say you guys are no longer attached. You're still up against... You guys are still in, like, your mooring, but you're not attached, yeah. Okay. Are there any, like, long poles nearby or something that I could use to sort of maybe fend guys off if they got, like, close to the dock? Not necessarily as a weapon, but just as a kind of, like, hey, get get back. Hey, stop that. Could you borrow my whip? He could. There are the harpoon guns. Oh. There are those. You're going to kill those gnomes. <laughs> Don't kill the gnomes. Those are not non-lethal damage harpoons. I mean, <laughs> just, just letting I just you know. I just want to wing them. <laughs> they've been they've been they've been blunted for this exact purpose. I'm gonna I'm gonna take position at a harpoon gun then, and mm-hmm. start loudly exclaiming that people better get back. Because I don't know how to use this, but I assume that they're exceptionally dangerous, and when dangerous and me mix, bad things happen to other people. Intimidation roll, my dude. All right. Intimidation. Like good, bad. He's the one with the harpoon. Yeah. Uh oh. That's a no. Wait. But hold on. You know who's proficient in intimidation? Yeah, I assume you. Yeah, I'm gonna scream. I have magic and I know how to use it. And I got a twenty-four. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty magical. Salute my shorts. I cannot believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like <laughs> wave my whip around really like threateningly. It's like I know magic, and that's the intimidating one. That's great. <laughs> yeah, he point he points a loaded harpoon gun at a platoon of soldiers. They like one of them steps forward and like laughs, like you're gravely outnumbered. <laughs> and then Lavinia just steps forward and is just like, I can shoot magic. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't realize these guys were heavy rollers. <laughs> this changes everything. No, but, like, how do you want to intimidate them? You say you have magic. Do you make any demonstration of that? Um. That spell you've been talking about. Uh, can I, like, well, I don't want to use a spell slot. Can I? It would prove that you have magic, though. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, oh, shit, okay. You you crit. You can just say, I have magic, and it works. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's the flavor. I'm just asking her how she did it. You could do cartwheels, and that would be enough. Yeah, I, I said I was waving my whip around. I was, like, waving it around, really, like... Okay. Like a lion tamer. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, it's like the scene in Indiana Jones where the guy does all those cool sword tricks and no, gets shot. No, that's good, but, too. But without the shot part. Like, that, but it works. <laughs> you do some, like, cool... Some cool, some cool, cool whip, whip trips? trips? No! <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> It's like instead of check out my cool vape tricks vine compilation, it's like my cool vine, <laughs> my cool vine whip tricks. Yeah, literally vine compilation. Yep. Fuck, I love this campaign. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they all take a step back and they're like, I don't know if we should mess with these guys. 
while she's doing this, I'm going to be helping getting the sails up and ready to go. So, mm-hmm. well, we're not like flying or whatever yet. We don't need wind yet. Can't we move the ship through? The... Wait, how are we gonna get the ship out? Can it fit through the tunnel? <laughs> I get the impression that perhaps the sails are, are made of a very particular material. Every time Austin's like the sails, he's like the sails yeah. are weird. The Ooh. the sails the sails are of particular note here. And while this does not have an engine, Elias assumes that the sails have something magical about them that allows the ship to move without wind, or at least move in a way that defies what the wind is specifically doing. Yeah, if you hold okay. down the A button, the ship goes. Okay. <laughs> right. okay. Uh, I don't know if we ever, like, established this. The ship can fit out through that, like, back entrance that we came in, right? Of course, yes. Okay, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're up to. Yeah, this canal is a cul-de-sac. There's only one way in and one way out. Okay. 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 So what are y'all doing? Uh, the... The gnomes are momentarily stunned by your display, but... How, where are we at with the sails? There's, like, halfway, maybe? A full, like, full go. Can I roll another? I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> well, I mean, you're currently, like, doing your intimidations thing, so if you're going to go do something else, that's going to take your... I, I okay. will, I'll do an attempt to work them. Um, is there any way I could finesse using sleight of hand to be more dexterous with how I handle the sails? Sure. Uh... I just rolled an eight, so eight. No, I mean you don't really do a great job. I mean you make progress, but I'm saying you guys have gotten a, a couple of the sails operational and ready to go. Like if you guys were out and sea, you would mm-hmm. be making some progress with the wind. Um, mm-hmm. but there's no wind in here, and right, it's not look. It's not looking great. Okay. Um. So here's what I'm thinking. You give me the other end of the harness, and I go dive out to Violet. We get Violet, maybe Violet, pilot ship. <laughs> Maybe she profit. <laughs> profit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the plan. Just tell me what I'm doing in this harness. Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab the end of the harness that's destined for Violet, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. pitch over front of the ship and yell to the unicorn, "I'm coming! Get ready to get tied up!" <laughs> Yay! No. This is taking a turn. All right, so you can you can uh, attach Violet to the end of the harness, but. I mean, are you staying? Are you gonna stay down with her? Couldn't he ride her up? What do you What do you mean? Am I gonna stay down? Like, am I gonna wait in the water? I mean, someone's gonna have to operate the other end. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tie Violet up in the harness, and then I'm gonna make my way back to the ship. Oh, okay. That's gonna take some time, though. Yeah. All right. So that's happening. Okay. Anybody else? Um. Okay. I'm looking at this platoon of gnomes, right? Uh, is there mm-hmm. one that looks like it's like in charge, like the leader, like like a captain or something? Yeah, sure. One looks like he has some, like, I don't know, buttons or whatever. All right. He has some fucking uh, flair. <laughs> like some Applebee's flair. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. What do I roll for? Sp- I roll a d20 for spells, right? It depends on the spell. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, because we didn't write that down. Uh, Dissonant Whispers? Dissonant Whispers is a save for me. What's your spell save? Uh, my spell save is 12. So I gotta make a wisdom twelve. Yes. Uh, so I'm gonna try and dissonant whispers that gnome, that that captain gnome. All right. Fifteen. Oh, he beats it. Damn. He's gonna take half damage though, right? Yeah. And doesn't he flee? Or no? Is that that's what I win? It's only if he seats. It's three d six psychic damage, half on save. Roll the ten. All right. So he takes five damage. Okay. Um. Yeah. The guy, the gnome you're pointing at, suddenly reaches up and grabs his head, and like he just has like the world's worst. 
brain freeze. <laughs> You're like, oh, I drank that Slurpee way too fast. Fuck. I'm gonna yell, I did that! <laughs> uh, in response, two of the gnomes rush, in, rush to the ship and jump aboard. Oh, shit. How'd they get up here? They're so small. They, they, they could jump. They took running jumps. Okay, how many are there? There's two on board right now. The couple guys like rush to their commander to see if he's okay. Elias, as soon as they uh, hears them land, just sort of draws out his rapier and sort of gets in sort of a, a defensive stance, saying, it's like, listen, listen, you two. We are merely taking this so we could take on the Blackhearts. Is that a persuasion or intimidation? Uh, it doesn't matter. The same bonus for both. Uh, roll it for me. Austin, I'm just going to wait until you tell me that I'm back in the game. It's a 10. 10? I mean, you don't seem to have particularly swayed him. He just, like, is looking at you like, that's a thing you just said, and I have my orders. Um, Johnny, Drop has made his way back up onto the deck, and he can now run over and try to winch Violet back on, uh, onto the ship. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Violet, as you're being pulled through the air, are you going to have any thoughts? She says, Wee! <laughs> yeah. And will not stop until she's on this on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much what I expected. Yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping for. If I wanted to try and push one off, how like could I would I roll something for that? Yeah, strength contest. Oh god. I roll oh that's the wrong thing. Ignore that. <laughs> Listen, I'm a mess. I rolled a fifteen. And oh god damn it. <laughs> 16 exactly exactly one more you run up and grab onto the gnome and attempt to push him over but he steals himself and holds you in place and you guys are now locked in a a battle on the edge of the ship (laughs) uh violet and drop is there any particulars of your guys situation that you wanted to communicate to me are you just bringing him up safely and then putting him down gently i'm just i'm just trying to i'm trying to get uh violet down on the ship without too much jostle Without too much. Maybe a little bit of jostle, if that means I can hurry it up. <laughs> okay, that is happening. Anybody else? Uh, Elias is concerned about Lavinia sort of diving in like that uh, uh, ahead of him, but just sort of kind of ki- keeps his pose, keeps the rapier sort of pointed at the other gnome, sort mm-hmm. of looks him down and just says, please, there does not need to be any bloodshed here tonight. All right, two things happen in rapid succession. One is the gnome you're talking to lunges forward with his spear. Mm-hmm. A 10 on the attack roll. He, he misses. You pirouette out of the way of that, and he goes running by you. The other is the Bullywug, seeing his friend in danger, runs up, takes the dagger from Lavinia's belt, and plunges it through the eye of the gnome she is wrestling with. Holy shit, Mr. Ribbits! <laughs> uh, there is now a, you're now wrestling with a screaming gnome who's squirting blood all over you. Is that what you're doing? Yes. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I love this. All right. uh, Violet's on the deck now. Yay. And she stopped saying we. Okay. It's important. I guess, I guess, Elise's response to being attacked is to effectively do a riposte on the, uh, the gnome that went past him. Mm hmm. You're going to roll attack? I will roll an attack. Uh, 17. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Uh, eight damage. Nice. So one thing about my DMing style, uh, and I guess this is a good time to introduce it, is my characters aren't going to fight to the death like video game NPCs. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has a sense of self-preservation. And sure. So not, it's not just a race to em- empty HP bars. Okay. So he lunges at you with his spear, you step out of the way, and you stab him in the back, and he goes down clutching his back. 
And so like you, he is not at zero HP, but he does not seem interested in fighting you anymore. He's just been stabbed in the back. But the guy with the knife in his eye is still... He's like in... I don't want to say death throws because you can survive an eye injury, but he is basically just screaming. <laughs> He's not interested in continuing what he was doing either. Now that Violet's on the ship, I'm just trying to get a, a, an idea here. How, we're all on the ship. Where exactly mm-hmm. are the gnomes in relation to us? Yeah, all the, the gnomes in armor are on land, basically. They're on the other side of your ship. You guys have cut your ties. So you're not like connected to land, although they can, as you've seen, they can long jump. Okay, so, all right. I'm just saying, so there's none actually on the ship. None that are currently dangerous to you. Okay. Although, as you, I, I guess you're wiggling out of the harness. Mm-hmm. You see actually a bunch of gnomes responding to their friend's wounds are going to run over to the other ship. And this seems like they're getting it, getting it ready to make chase. Okay, Violet uh, commands the ship. And because that's what she does. And Wait, but are the sails up? Tries to get us out of here faster than them. Uh, vehicle proficiency. Yo. 14. Yeah, 14 with a click, click glance around. You determined that you guys can get some sailing done right now. You just need wind. Okay. The ship could go right now. It could have gone for a while. Okay. Well, we don't have wind. So it, does any can anyone magic up some wind? Is that a thing? Uh, no. None of my spells can do that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> nothing impressive enough. <laughs> what is the main thing that the sails need to do in order to become more fully unleashed? Is this something that's just high up that needs to be grabbed onto, or what? There's just more, I mean, I don't want to get tied down like nautical shit. There's a little bit more work to be done. If you want to do it, you can do it. But my point is, you guys could be moving right now. I'm guessing my whole point is if there's like a higher vantage point that I need to get to to help finesse the sails better, I have a means of getting up there quickly. So you just want to face step really bad. I mean, I could. I mean, I don't want to because yet, but I if I can, if it's necessary to to uh, to get up there. Um, that's all. I'm just you know, I I rolled once to try to finesse the sails. All I could do is do it again since I've already injured one of the gnomes and. Outside of dealing with the sails, Elise is going to be checking the gnome to make sure he's not mortally wounded. All right, you check, and he does not appear to be mortally wounded. He just appears to be wounded to an extent that he just doesn't want any more of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Lavinia, the gnome in front of you is still screaming and writhing in your arms. I don't know what you're doing. Just keeping him, just for a souvenir. Well, I was, I was waiting for you guys to stop talking. Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh, it's probably a bad idea to take the knife out of his eye. I feel like that might make things worse. Uh, I mean, Mr. Ribbits withdrew it. I'm just calling him oh, okay. that first. Yeah, he just stabbed him in the eye. Okay, I thought he left it in there. No. Okay. Um. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm gonna... Oh, shit. I don't know. There's a gnome bleeding on me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if any's losing it. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, I guess I'm gonna fucking cure wounds him. Interesting choice. Uh, really? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to die, you know? D8 plus charisma. <sighs> Wait, 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 wait. D8 plus charisma. Damn it, I'm going to do it. Okay. No. And I rolled an eight. Nice. You reach up, put your hands over his eye, and there's a glow from under your hands. And he stops whimpering and kind of falls to his knees. You see on shore two more gnomes who looked uh, ready to jump aboard and avenge their comrade hold back. And they're like, I don't know what she's doing. That was weird. Guys, I told you I have magic and we don't want to hurt you. We just really want this boat. So please stop. And I'm going to roll Persuasion. And I rolled, oh, I rolled a five. So. The rest of the gnomes on shore run over to 
the blunderbuss and they seem to be getting it ready. You also know it is bristling with guns and the people are getting to them now. Okay. I'm trying to figure out a way to make the sales go down faster, but I'm not being told things I can do to yeah. do that or things that are what my options are. Cause I did the one roll didn't do that. Well, am I supposed to just mm -hmm. roll that again? Uh, no, I don't want you to make any of the same rolls. Okay, all right, Austin. So, like, what what is the state of the ship right now? Like, if if I decided to like look around and be like, okay, that thing is not working or that's not set up. This, I would say, the sails are like three fourths of the way set up. They are okay. perfectly sailable currently. That's yeah. not your issue. And there's a good, there's a, a heaping helping of gnome blood on the deck. <laughs> is there is there anything else? Is there anything else on the deck of the ship that looks like you know a little unusual to me? Perception or investigation? I assume you're a monk, so probably perception. Yeah. 13. Um, 13. By the mast, you see like a pile of stuff. There's like a rope, there's an anchor, and you see something that looks out of place. Uh, it's like sticking out from under them. You have When you get closer, you see it looks kind of like a... Um, I mean, the item's called a bellows. Uh-huh. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, I know what a bellows is. I am going to engage the bellows. All right. You wanted to, do you want to uh, paint me a word picture there? Um, like, how large are these bellows exactly? Like, are they fixed into the deck? Are they something that you pick up and... Yeah, handheld, uh, something that a humanoid would hold. Okay, well, I'm going to pick up the bellows. I'm going to aim it at the sails. Mm-hmm. And just go, oh, jeez, I hope this doesn't look as stupid as I think it does. And then <laughs> squeeze the bellows <clears throat> to blow wind at the sails. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, bellows are like a tool in smithing that shoot air out of them. And on the first squeeze, the wind rushes out and hits the sails, and the whole boat yanks forward as if, like, grabbed by a hand and, like, tossed. There's a lot of heat on that fucker, okay. comparatively. I put, some, I put some mustard in that squeeze. Yeah, and the sails, that should not be the way that worked. The sails, like, yank forward. Mm -hmm. And you guys are, like, jump. Basically, the boat, which is no longer tied to anything, like, jumps into the tunnel ahead. Violet uh, takes the wheel and tries to not hit in us into the wall. I, I exclaim to everybody else on deck, I'm going to make sure the second one's a little gentler next time, I promise. <laughs> I, I think speed is more important than gentleness at the moment. Do you want to go overboard? <laughs> Proficiency, Leon. D20 plus two. To not, to not crash us? Okay. 20. Nice. Yeah, you do some uh, Luke Skywalker shit. You turn off the targeted computer and you take this ship, the Lazaretto, down the canal smooth as silk. I think uh, Drop has figured out the bellows at this point. So you guys are moving. You're heading out. All right. You hear the sound. You hear shouting from behind you, and uh, actually, when you guys reach basically the mouth, you can't see it. Is that because of the illusion? But you hear an explosion behind you, and the sound of a spear falling into the water, uh, a couple of lengths behind the ship. You are in the faster one, though. Right. It's a good thing we took the faster one, guys. Hmm. I'm checking. I'm still. Uh, Leah's is, I guess, working on the sails as well as he can while keeping an eye on the gnome that he stabbed earlier. Yeah, there are two stabbed gnomes lying prostrate on your deck. There's blood everywhere. I thought my gnome was okay. Your gnome is fine. He's not fine. He's had his eye punctured and then magically restitched together. I'm sure that's still a traumatic and painful experience and that doesn't soak up the blood on the deck. That's true. <laughs> like, he's still he still had a night, you know? Yeah, but his, his, his eye is better. Yeah, for the moment. All right, and you guys 
rush through the illusion out into the cool night air. Well, that went better than it could have. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we started strong. Elias <laughs> <laughs> looks at Lavinia and says, Lavinia, could you check the other gnome, please? I can check him, but I, I can't do magic anymore. No, no, we need to we need to dump that gnome overboard. We're not taking a gnome with us. Well, when, whenever we pick up Joan, can't we leave them on the cliff? This is me out of character, but just like... <laughs> Elias just says, can you just check on that gnome, please, Lavinia? Oh, okay. Medicine check. Uh-huh. I'm not the person to be doing this. I'm working it. <laughs> I rolled a six. No, you walk over and you try to address his wound and you accidentally like stick a finger in the <laughs> stab oh, no. hole. <laughs> and he yells. Can I, I guess, can I roll nature to see if I have any healing, like, soothing herbs in my bag? Sure. All right. I have a pretty decent medicine skill. 15? Roll to 15. Yeah, you find some pain-killing herbs and you stick them in the wound. Elise will go to Violet and say, I guess we need to move over to shore so we can get Joan on board. Okay. Do you guys do that? Yep. All right, you swing around the island, um, you go along the coast as it slowly loses elevation down to the beach, and you can see in the distance Joan standing there on the beach, waiting for you, holding Elias's bag. And I guess we'll be close enough, Elias will say, well, at least we can leave these two on the shore where they're not at a risk of drowning. For at least a little while. They're all gonna die eventually, you know. <laughs> I mean in the immediate future drop. Oh. So you guys are unloading the gnomes onto shore and helping Joan on board. She does have one leg. Yes. Yes. All right. So that's very thoughtful and magnanimous of you. It does give the blunderbuss time to catch up. Not that much time. We were pretty far ahead, I feel like. Pulling the, shore, the ship close enough, grabbing the guys. I'm saying you can see them. They're not like up your butt immediately. Okay. Right. But you can see them. Yeah. And Joan says, uh, friends of yours? Um, no, just passengers. And, um... Elias is also going to make sure to have a torch burning and and toss onto the beach by the gnomes to mm -hmm. act as a visual marker of where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you guys going to start? Are you guys going to take off again? I'm going to yell, book it! <laughs> punch it, Chewie! Uh, Chewie uh, punches it. Violet, <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're going. Um, Violet says, shoot harpoons at them. Just Just really kill them. We're going to have to have a conversation about Violet's alignment at some point. <laughs> <laughs> at who, Violet? The, the people who are coming up behind us. Uh, no, that would tether us to them. We need to escape them, not tether ourselves to them. Take take off the ropes and just <laughs> fire into their brains. Then we them. lose our weapons for later. No, we just need to move swift quickly. Fine. It's a good thing you have one smart person in this party. <laughs> Violet's just panicking. She does not know how yeah. to do anything right now, and she's she's looking she's looking directly forward, so everything behind her is very scary. At least at least is gonna try to be like gonna try to be inspirational with Violet. You like like Violet. Yes. I thought you were just a unicorn. You were a unicorn sailor. <laughs> this is the time for you to prove it. Okay. Violet <laughs> Violet hits whatever the the ship equivalent of the accelerator is. And Dra drop is currently yeah, I know. the equivalent just, of the ship is. Like, I am the accelerator. I understand. I understand. Is there more than one bellows? That's a good question. 
I mean, <laughs> I feel I feel like I kind of made it obvious. These are like super fancy magic sales that didn't <laughs> that you guys spent a lot of time being confused about. I I, didn't know, I, I just couldn't think of the word bellows. Honestly, mm. or of the object bellows. That's why I was like, I'm not sure what else there is. Um. Well, drop. I assume you're giving it full power. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm giving her. I start. You know, like uh, I'm starting to get a little misty, so I sort of like rest out of my tunic a little bit and start getting a good rhythm. Start singing a song to myself, a working song. You hear <laughs> mutter myself. I call this one. I've been thinking about you by London Beat. <laughs> Getting all glistening, glistening and rippling. I like it. Um, but no, you guys are in the faster ship, so you guys definitely start pulling away. And the blunderbuss seems to be giving chase at first, but when it's clear that it's not going to catch you, it turns back and goes towards the torch you guys left on the beach, you assume, to rescue the other gnomes. Violet feels better about this now, and she says, so long, suckers, and that's it. <sighs> Drop, like, between breaks, you notice that now that you're out in the open, like, the... The natural wind is more than enough. These sails are basically amplifying the wind to such an extent that you don't even need to do it anymore. Okay, I um, I put the bellows down and then attempt to wipe the sweat from myself, not too suggestively. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, it's, it's like it's like it's like he's gleaming like the sun, and it's still night. Okay. Um... <laughs> he's like glistening like a, a cologne commercial. Vi- Violet says. Joan, you're on my ship now, so uh, if you would like to tell us uh, what we can do to escape Lorelei now that we have a boat, it would be great. Let us put our heads together. What skills do we all have that we can leverage? I sail. By the way, the ship is called the Violet One. (laughs) I'm tremendously good at telling uplifting stories. You wouldn't guess that. I play music! I could come up with a plan... With enough resources. I can also jump. (laughs) Not incredible adventuring skills, honestly. And punch. Need I remind you, we were able to acquire this ship with no casualties on our part. There is blood all over the deck. (laughs) On our part. But none of it's our blood. (laughs) Yes. I love you guys so much. You're my favorite people. All right, so there's like 10 minutes before Johnny has to go. Do you guys want to discuss what you're going to do? Because um, I can break it down in about that much time, hopefully. You guys want to? Yes. I, I, yeah, sure. I will hear you. All right. I was dreading doing the Joan voice again, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what we need is material to make the ship fly. We need someone who knows how to, to outfit the ship. And we need allies and we need money. I have none of those things. <laughs> I know where we can find allies. Oh. Yes? My home village. They'll do anything for me. They will, including giving up all their life savings and earthly possessions to send you on a trip two days ago. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> Lavinia, I feel like the voice in the back of your head, which is me, is saying, Do you think they'll be excited to see you right now? <laughs> Maybe. You do have a unicorn with you. Yeah, and we have a unicorn. They'll be really they've mm. never met a unicorn. Does anybody have a map? Um, I have maps, but I'm still updating them. Mm. I'm naked. As as uh, <laughs> uh, Elias pulls out his maps from Lavinia's bag and presents them to Joan. Oh. Oh, these are very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown to realize that very quickly. Yes. 
Uh, when Violet says she's naked, you see uh, the Bullywug emerge from below deck carrying like a naval coat and outfit. And there's like those hats you see Napoleon wear and like portraits. Like <laughs> there's one of those kind of hats and he brings it over to you and like puts it on your horn. Yeah, good. It doesn't quite go all the way down. It's fine. <laughs> Violet says, I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm going to high five Mr. Ribbits. I am Captain Violet of the Violet One. We may need to vote on name. No. <laughs> the captain. When you high-five the, the Bullywug, uh, your hand comes away sticky with blood. I would just get a cringe. Oh, he killed someone. <laughs> well, she saved him. Okay. I, I, Joan and Lucy Joan and uh, Leah Susser says, I was able to get some gold by doing odd jobs for folks, but I assume the amount we need is... Far greater than small odd jobs would accomplish. You have a uh, pen or quill? Yes, yes, of course, of course. And he it procures stuff for her to write. Yeah, she begins marking up your map to make it more accurate. Um, and she's going to show it to you guys. And it's bad because it's she's uh, marking up a map that was wrong and not because I drew this in MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it. Fuck off, first of all. Uh, this will be available on Patreon if listeners want to see it. It's not super important. There's like four areas, and I'll explain them in character. Mm-hmm. But I'm dropping it into the Discord thing right now. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> Don't at me. That's better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, it's actually fine. Yeah. I, I can't eat. I ask. It's, it, it's an acceptable map. All right, all right. Where are we uh, in, like, where is the I, You Are Here mall map? We're near Meadowlark, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're near Meadowlark. Yeah, you guys are slightly north of Meadowlark. You just came out from an underground um, cavern with the ship. There are four basic points around you which you can reach without being in danger of being dragged under by sea creatures, basically. Mm. Venturing outside of this area is essentially suicide. And Joan explains the four areas to you. I'm going to do it out of character um, just because mm-hmm. we got we got places to be. Um, and she also explains to you opportunities, basically. So to the north, there is a chain of islands. They're called the Cascades because they all have rivers that cascade into entrances to the Underdark, which is a subterranean system of... It's basically another world, but underground. It's not just like a cave. It's like, imagine that there's a whole other world, like the reverse world, the dark world from Zelda, under there. Mm-hmm. And she explains the pros, that there are people with connections. That's where the drows live. That's also where... The Illithid live. In the Underdark, yeah. I'm talking about the Cascades specifically. She explains oh. that that's... The, the dangerous, deadly people who live there by the people who are captured by the Blackhearts. So if you guys are looking for somebody with information about ships and ship retrofitting, that might be somewhere to go. Um, but, it's, but it's very dangerous. There's, you know, besides the drow who are dangerous, there's also the Bullywug's nests, which, and they are dangerous, as you've seen. And it's also slavers. And there's also the Kuatoa, which are a race of dangerous, insane fish people. Um, and she explains that, like, if you go to the wrong uh, island there, you will just be immediately set upon and ripped apart by the Kuatoa. That's K-U-O hyphen T-O-A. So you're you're going to need her assistance to to go there. I'm sorry, I just uh, repeat this, uh, Austin. So the Cascades was the Underdark, Slavers, um, the Kuatoa, the Drow. Well, that 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 would be the Underdark there, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that's the entrance to the Underdark. It's on one of the islands in the island chain known as the Cascades. The rest are just death. Yeah. 
Uh, to the east is the Ragged Woods, which is really all that's left of a much larger uh, landmass. That like the rest of it's below water. This is uh, a forest within which Lavinia's home village of Spira is located. Um, there's more backstory there. We'll get to that on another episode. But the Ragged Woods upside is that there is a civilization there that is friendly to you guys. Uh, Lavinia knows them. And you, it's pretty open knowledge that the Glitter Gold have some sort of operation in that in those woods as well. Lavinia would know that. The downside is she has no idea how her village would react to her coming back so soon and empty-handed. And that the woods is just kind of a shitty place to be, right? It's dangerous and only people who are like in that village or of that faith go there. Um, it's, it's not like a death trap like the Cascades are. It's just like it's called the Ragged Woods because it's just kind of a bad, you know what I'm saying? Rude. <laughs> to the south is the Tiger Mountains. It's a long mountain chain. It's actually much less of it is left. The water's been creeping up. At the foot of it used to be Drops Home Village. It has obviously fallen into the sea. Um, somewhat higher up is Drops Monastery. And deeper into the mountains is the remains of the Lorelei Region Military. They've basically, since all the people of power and influence left, they have just taken up there. They're basically roving bandits and mercenaries. The, good, the positives are that since they're ex-military, they have a lot of information, a lot of survivalist tendencies. They probably have intelligence officers, maybe people who want challenge. Um, the downside is that they are <laughs> powerful, deadly people, mostly made up of orcs. And orcs are uh, unpredictable at the best of times. So that's that's another option. And to the west is Mykonos. M-Y-K-O-N-O-S, and that's the largest city left in the region. It's on kind of a an arid piece of land, and it's like a port city. The positives are that it's a city, so there's lots of people. There's like shops. There's there's some law and order. The downside is you have no idea how people in a city react in a let's call it pre-apocalyptic situation. So you know that's a, it's a wild card there. But Joan tells you that she has contacts or something to leverage in all of those, basically. So you, the choice of where to go is yours. And I would like to use the last five minutes of this podcast for you to decide where your adventure will continue. Violet votes for the Ragged Woods just because she's familiar with forests. That is, that is her only idea. Vinny's also going to vote for the Ragged Woods because it's her hometown. I guess this is democracy. Is it? I think... Elise is going to ask Drop how safe the Tiger Mountains would be, at least around the monastery, or at least what's left of it. Mm, Drop shrugs and said, when I left the monastery, it wasn't so much monastery as it was monk in a large building. Well, if it's still there, it's pretty well fortified. But we weren't an army, especially at the end. It's a mountain range. The the peaks are covered in like ash and dust. There's not a lot of animal or plant life. So you're not going to be like in danger of getting jumped. It's just that the people there are, um, it's mostly an ex-military orc army. So, I mean, Joan tells you that she knows people there. You're not going to get killed if you go there. There's some, you can go anywhere and the game will continue. Right, right. Well, we probably will, will be, we could most likely find someone to actually outfit the ship in Mykonos. But we need resources. But we need resources first to do that. I don't. Yeah, and I don't know how comfortable I feel bringing a unicorn to a big city, even with a hat. If any of you have questions, Joan will answer them for you about any of these places. Will you protect me and my horn 
Yes, we if hats no work, we go into we go into town. We buy you better hat. Okay, I'm down with that plan. But I I will I will concede that that our first stop being the ragged woods will be the most advantageous for us while we measure the other options along the way. Violet says, "Okay, we're going to the ragged woods because I'm you know the captain and everything." And she turns the wheel and we head east. <laughs> <laughs> that's close enough to a vote it's funny it's it's funny that we're talking about this uh. <laughs> it's, it's it's a republic not a democracy <laughs> america social commentary violet jerks the wheel and you all set off to the next leg of your adventure in the untamed wilderness of the ragged woods yay did we level up you all, yes. Getting a ship was your first level up. Completing what happens in the Ragged Woods will be your second level up. I feel like you can look at the map and maybe do some math about <laughs> about those things. I think somebody's been playing Telltale games. I think somebody should kiss my butt. That's okay. what I think. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to work on Violet's uh, sheet about what, how she levels up later. Yep, we're going to take care of all the math stuff off screen. Um, but coming up next, we're going to have the first of our character development slash leveling up scenes, and we'll be back with that in just a minute. So on the journey to the Ragged Wood, you guys are on this ship. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a precise amount of time nailed down, but the idea is that there's a, a dangerous part of this journey where you'll be far enough from Meadowlark to be out at open water, but not close enough to the, the woods right. to be out of danger. So like, I assume that there's at least periods of, a period of time at, at, during which Elias is using some time to uh, write in his journal and namely... Uh, just uh, go over what has happened, what happened during the past day effectively, and do a bit of self-debriefing. And I'm sure, uh, I assume that underneath the deck of the ship, there is not much in terms of quarters, correct? It's not an incredible amount. I mean, there's there's places you guys sleep. There wasn't, like, any food on board. You guys have, like, some rations. At some point, someone will probably have to address the living conditions on the ship. But right, right now, like, this is a three days journey, maybe? Right. And we have enough rations for those days on our person. We can at least manage getting to the woods, probably, barring any disasters. Exactly. And, like, the idea is that just the farther you get from land, the more dangerous. So th there's a point where, it, like, the exact middle of the journey is the most dangerous, right? Right, right. you're going to start getting close to the other place. So I'm thinking for your conversation, it's, like, right there. In the most dangerous part, are you you below deck journaling? Honestly, I think he would be above deck journaling because being below deck, he might not be as used to being out in the ocean and be more prone to being sick if he is under deck. <laughs> um, just thinking about that. Uh, so chances are he is actually on deck doing his work in his journal. Are you thinking, is there a specific time of day you had in mind? I'm just trying to like set this up in my mind. It's still light enough above deck on uh, outside of the ship for him to be able to be doing 
uh, this little bit of journal keeping. It's not like at night and he's trying to do it by candlelight or anything. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's he, he found a point when the weather calmed down a little bit, if there was any rough weather, and it's pleasant enough outside for him to be just sitting down, looking over his damaged books and writing in his journal. All right. So, yeah, we'll we'll start the scene there. Uh, I have thunder in my background, so I'm trying to, like, time it, basically. Um, can you hear? How's that coming across? It's barely, like, there's a faint murmur of a rumble. That's basically the most I'm getting on my end. Not a deal breaker. Right. I was thinking, like, we set it during, like, a storm or something. <laughs> but... Honestly, there could be a storm brewing in the distance, so... Yeah? Uh, it's clear enough, but it hasn't started yet, so... <laughs> Yeah, why not? Let's u- let's use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and yes, exactly. That's what they teach you. Yeah. You're sitting on the deck. You're you're journaling. I guess Violet's probably um, driving the ship on the other end, but you guys aren't like right communicating in any way. Mm-hmm. Joan, everyone's favorite besuited drow, um, walks over and just kind of stands over you and doesn't re- doesn't really say anything. It's like obvious she's there for you, but it's like not making the first move. Right. Uh- Probably Elias will notice uh, Joan not not by her footsteps approaching, but by her shadow sort of obscuring the book a little bit. He glances up and just sort of, you know, like Oh, uh, hello there, Joan. Uh, uh, what brings you here at this time? So, Elf, we are we going to have problem between us? Oh, oh, oh! You mean oh no, no, not really. I, I at least I don't. I mean. I suppose I, if I was going by what I've been taught back at home, I should be at more uh, cautious of being around a, a a drow, I suppose. But at the same time, there's not like there's many options in terms of who I can trust at this time. She just reaches down and like gently brushes your earrings, which you have previously described as you have like a sun in one and a moon in the other. That's correct. She just like lightly flicks one of them. That's like that's her move. It's just like that just sort of gives Elias pause, and then he just uh, continues. I mean, you see the other company that I keep. It's unconventional all around, to say the very least. Unconventional, yes. You have horse with horn. You have little leaf. You have slow man, turtle man. But what about you? I do not know you very well, and you wear marks of Sayanine and Karelin. How do you not know I will cut your throat in the night and throw you overboard? Well, I suppose if that was your plan, you could have done so at many other opportunities. And in addition to that, you would lose one less dangerous person to be working with then. Is that not true? I suppose it's true. How... How dangerous are you, book boy? You have two swords, you have bow, what else do you have? I suppose I have very little understanding of what the risks are, and when you don't know the risks, it's very easy to find yourself in more danger than you're expecting. I know that may not seem very impressive, but it's what's gotten me onto the ship so far. Hmm, so you are unpredictable uh that is in the in what i've read of other people who have claimed to be adventurers that that lack of predictability is an asset 
when used properly against others. Hmm. I see the way you look at illusion. Do you know magic? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I... I'm not... I wasn't allowed to study it uh, back at home. For some reason, back in Mithridane, the archmages, or the archmages-to-be, were the only ones really allowed to study magic in any deep, meaningful manner. See, this is what happens when you leave men in charge. Elias <laughs> just sort of, like, grimaces a little of that, maybe a little confused from the cultural commentary, and just sort of... It's, well, just been the way I was told things are supposed to run, especially since things like the, the spell plague and other events that have caused less than harmonious uh, relationships between the Feywild and uh, the material plane. He just sort of glances around after that comment, sort of realizing how the material plane is currently. <laughs> what brings you here? I mean, hmm. you you come from the Cascades, I assume. Yes, I come from Calopsia, Drow City, in the Underdark. That's K-A-L-O-P-S-I-A is the name of the city she just said to you. I mean, is the Underdark at risk of this flooding at all, or is it safe at all? There are many threats to the Underdark, but the flooding so far has not reached our shores. We... We are making moves. Or they, I should say. Mm. It is it is complicated. You, you have people where you are from who tell you what to do, what you cannot do. Uh, it is very much the same for me. All, all my life, I do bad things for other people's benefit. Now it is time I do bad things for my benefit. In, in my case, it's more that I've been, well told what to do or have been placed in circumstances where I do fairly mundane things. And I suppose my, uh, my interest is to try to be more than just mundane. I guess that's what happens when you spend decades reading about heroes or adventurers or what have you doing things that change the world or shift great tides, as it were. You are not mundane anymore, book boy. You steal ship. You are pirate now. Suppose that's one way to look at it, though. I mean, I don't feel any different than I did before I took this ship. What What would the people at home think that their book boy is pirate? Well, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't approve. But then again, I'm fairly certain they don't approve me even being here in the first place. So I'm not sure which they would be more upset about. Oh, so you you are runaway too, you and I. Yes, well, yes, I, I suppose. Dark Elf and Light Elf running away from our stuffy civilizations. Two rebels on the high seas. It's, I suppose that's one way to look at it. Um, as mm. Job sometimes writes, when you travel with someone for long enough, sometimes you find ways you are more similar than you would expect before the journey. But you can still go back, yes? I don't even know if I can. <laughs> that's uh that's the uh, an interesting thought would they take you back i i don't even know if i can return in any sort of permanent manner the 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 rift that i would i used to get here is one of those transient things that appears once every 
few years, every decade or so, and it's hard to control. The only other reliable way to get home is to find a location in the material plane that is in some sort of harmonious connection with the Feywild, or, barring that, uh, being an archmage and being able to force a connection between the Feywild and the material plane. And, well, I'm not sure I have access to either at the moment. Hmm. That uncertainty sounds worse. I know I can never go back. I am exile, and that gives me closure. Perhaps you think. Perhaps you decide to not look back. Maybe you sleep better. At this point, I'm simply not even giving it a thought. Uh, at the moment, I'm more concerned about making sure that my life isn't at immediate risk at any given time. I mean, in the past uh, day or two, I was on a ship, then assaulted by pirates, uh, nearly eaten by a monster of the sea, making an acquaintance with, well, as you describe yourself, a drow who is likely to cut my throat and toss me into the ocean, and then stealing a ship and nearly being stabbed through by a gnome guard who was merely doing his job. At the moment... Going home might seem like an obvious uh, place for my thoughts to be, but for now, all I can worry about is staying alive and making sure that my life is not at immediate risk. Your life is always going to be at immediate risk. <laughs> Look around. We are, all, we are all dead already. We are just trying to find a place to spend what little time we have left. Well, I... That does remind me of another quote from... Job in his writings, he mentions about how, for some, the act of life itself is perhaps the greatest illusion, and like all great illusions, eventually it must come to an end. But for now, uh, just the sheer sensation of being in this strange, well, exotic to me world is enough to keep me interested in moving forward. I think I like this, Job. You teach me? Sure, I mean, he's, I, he, like, Elias pulls out the book in question um, and presents it to Joan. It's one of the few books I made sure to keep safe. Uh, the others, as you saw, have been damaged by some capacity, and uh, while Job wasn't a, a great archmage as Mordenkainen or, or Bigby, uh, he, his, his stories seem to inspire a bit of confidence in, in me. Uh, the sense of going on a journey as one who may not be certain of his own abilities or even his own destiny and trying to carve it out as well as he can. You teach me your book. I teach you a little bit of magic. How does this sound? Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that last part again? I, <laughs> I'm not sure if I heard it correctly. She kneels down next to you and puts her hand over your hand. And starts to do uh, some movements with it. She's trying to show you how to do... Somatic components, effectively. Yeah, a simple cantrip, perhaps. She's, no, no, like this, like this. Uh, Elise just sort of, like, follows the motion, uh, aware of what's going on. I mean, I could roll, but I don't need to necessarily <laughs> roll to understand what's going on here. It's like... Yeah. It's like, he just sort of follows along with what Joan's motions are, as well as he can. Oh, boy. This is going to take a while. <laughs> Well, it's it's hard to learn 
the somatic components merely by reading. This is one of the reasons mm -hmm. why the, the training is closed off to those who are selected to take it on. But uh, if, if you're willing to teach, uh, I'm, I'm willing to learn. We, uh, we have nothing but water and time. Water, time, an unusual captain, <laughs> dwindling rations, a uh, sense of uncertainty about being able to get out of this region, and time, yes, yes. All those things. Time enough to teach a little book boy to throw a fireball. <laughs> Thunderstruck, an overclocked remix arrangement of Windmill Hut from The Legend of Zelda. Executive producers for July 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Kirsten Haslinger, Ingmar Gremmen, The Cult of Gorfanax, Finch DeJong, King Waza, Allison Ansel, Luke Powers, Tarka, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Silken Guns, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Neil, Melissa Booker, Keith Snyder, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Zenith Will Rule, Exley, Gary Sion, Dash Sean the Rage Monster, Carl, Harrison Andrew, Jade, Paul M., Jorit, Figure Arnston, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dylan, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show directly, you can find me at patreon.com slash you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut, and you can find a link to Lauren's Etsy shop on her Twitter account. You can also help us out just by reviewing us on iTunes, subscribing to us on Podbean or YouTube, or leaving a comment wherever you listen to the show.